Real Goddess, Discovering Your Divine Destiny by Cherie Sandal. Real Goddess is the most important thing you can know about in your life. And because I believe it so strongly, my goal is to awaken one million potential goddesses to their divine destiny. A wise man said that in this current day and age, women will be seen as different and distinct in the happiest of ways, and that a large gathering of women will rise up in strong numbers, dividing the wicked from the good. And I'm here to rope you in, sister. Episode 5. Self-Acknowledgement So over this past summer, I felt a tug towards taking a class that I had known about for a little while and was debating whether I wanted to pay the fee for the class, which was several hundred dollars, and the class is called Eternal Warriors. And I debated about it and then just felt really good about it, so I signed up for it and was part of a three-month class with a group of ten ladies, and all of us had set six goals for this 12 weeks that we would be together. And the six goals would include, it was called Girl Power, G-R-L-P-W-R. The P in power stands for pray, and then the W stands for write, uh, like journaling or processing thoughts, whatever you might want to do to benefit your well-being. And then the R stands for reading scripture. And then the GRL in girl power stood for three different goals that we would set. And as I was talking to the mentor who led this group, I said to her, well, I'm already doing pretty good on all these things like exercise and reading my scriptures. And I'm sure I could be doing better. I know I could be doing better. And she kind of interrupted me and she said, Now, wait just a second. You said you're reading your scriptures, you're exercising, you're feeling pretty good about general goals that you have set. So how about one of your goals for the 12 weeks be that you acknowledge that you are doing these things, that when you open up your scriptures, you have a little note stuck into them that says, I know that I am doing exactly what I need to to grow closer to my Heavenly Father. And I thought, Now, wait, that's a little different. Usually it's like, what else can I do? What can I do more? What can I do differently? But she was saying, why don't you stop and just acknowledge every day that you are doing good things and that you are doing things that are helping you and keeping you on a good path instead of just thinking that you should be doing more. How about you just stop and acknowledge this? So for 12 weeks, I did. Every time I opened up my scriptures, every morning I would read while I'm eating my breakfast. And I'm reading this little note to myself that says, I am doing just what I need each day to stay closer to God. And then I added on another little note as we got through about half of the weeks. At about week six, I was able to add another note to myself. And this was following one of the goals being that I find a new friend every day or reestablish an old friendship which was going to be really hard because this was during the coronavirus shutdown. And here I was committing to find a new friend each day of the week, except for one day. I told myself that there was one day that I didn't have to do it at all. And usually that was Saturday because I'm doing yard work and housework and getting ready for the next week. And I just knew that that would not be something that I would be spending my thoughts on is reaching outside of myself on that day. 
in a wise understanding of myself, I gave myself that day off. But for those six weeks, I found a new friend every day or reestablished a friendship, say maybe with a cousin or a roommate or somebody. And at that six-week mark, I started to notice how many valuable friendships and relationships I actually already had. So I added a little note to my scripture note that said, I am so grateful for the people in my life and the camaraderie that we share. And I read that every day. And then I continued that goal for another six weeks. So I did 12 weeks of finding a new friend daily and then wrote down who it was, what the day was, that I accomplished it. And if there was anything outstanding, like some people would be like, thank you so much for reaching out to me. I felt really alone during this time. Or thank you for acknowledging that we don't have any income at this time. I'll let you know if I need any help. Or there was one really awkward time where I was just trying to reach out to an old friend and she just actually had two of these. And they kind of stumped me back like, what do you want? What do you want from me? What are you trying to sell? And with both of them, I just said kindly back because they didn't respond very favorably. I just said, I just want you to know that I have valued our friendship in the past and I hope everything's going great for you. So, but for the most part, everyone was really grateful for that connection. And I was really grateful to know that I had these people in my life who I wasn't really acknowledging very much. So to read every day in my scriptures, both of those notes to myself, I am doing every day what I need to, to grow closer to God. And I value the friendships and camaraderie of those in my life was a really neat experience for me. So then I started to think after this class was done and I had accomplished my goals and felt really good and connected with a whole new group of ladies, that there are several places where I don't really acknowledge the good that I'm doing. Because it always seems like there's something more I should be doing, some things I'm just not doing good enough. Uh, For example, one of those areas is service for other people. So I take care of my family and my house and my marriage and my responsibilities in church and community. But none of those really seemed like they were service. So I had to take a step back and say, so what is serving? And I was surprised by the answer. Serving to me only seems to count when it's uncomfortable. If I have to be really pushed out of my comfort zone, or go clean someone's toilet, or clean up the dishes from a huge banquet or something like that, then it counts as service. Otherwise, I just would be doing it anyway. So I had to stop and I had to say, I am going to acknowledge that I do a lot of service. I used to be a leader in the Cub Scouts, and the motto with that is to do a good turn daily. So I would make sure that I always had that good turn taken care of, But really, when you look at it, after taking care of house and home and every other responsibility that you take for granted, I really was doing more than one good turn daily. I was doing several, but just not acknowledging myself for the efforts I was putting out. And then if someone would say something back to me about, thank you, that was so wonderful or whatever, then I would think, oh, well, I could have done more. I could have done better. Oh, I feel so guilty because I probably should have done more. I also thought back through the years of the things that I have done. And when my kids were all very young, whenever they would go take a nap at about three o'clock in the afternoon, I would go and I'd write music every single day. For seven years, I wrote music and I created one CD of music that I wrote every year. So I was able to compile 
seven CDs worth of music, meaning there was a lot of trash songs that didn't make it in. But I had seven good CDs of music that I liked, which equaled one to 200 songs that I really liked. And right before my last child was born, I went to a recording studio and spent the money and took the time and the effort to go and record my favorites of all the seven CDs. And I called it From the Heart. And then in the past several years, I've written books just of things that I'm learning and realizing that I like to write, including one of the books that I've written in the last few years is called Is It Really Christlike? And that talks a lot about service and about how we need to divide serving for other people and taking care of ourselves. That's one of the themes through this book, Is It Really Christlike? I raised four children. I've been almost married for 25 years, comprising of two people who are still trying to find themselves, which sometimes we find ourselves butting heads, and I've done that for 25 good years. Congratulations, pat on the back, right? And ultimately, the most important thing that I have done is learn to love God and others and myself more each day. Here is a small list of the things I do to have self-acknowledgement on a fairly regular basis. So one thing is that I make sure to congratulate myself and to acknowledge myself and give myself self-compassion. For example, one time I went into a business to ask them to sponsor a volleyball team that I wanted to put together, and I had to ask for money for the city fee, which is in my opinion, somewhat extravagant. As soon as the owner of the business agreed, I was really happy and I went out into the car and gave myself high fives. I was like, good job, Cherie, good job, high five, high five, high five. And I congratulated myself for having that courage to go in and ask for some money. So make sure you let yourself know. I will sometimes just finish something important to me and say, good job, Cherie, that was good. And I just tell myself, Just because most of the time, nobody's going to come and tell me, good job, you did well. But I can tell myself, good job, you just bottled a few dozen bottles of grape juice, and that was pretty cool, and you're going to really enjoy that grape juice throughout the year. Another thing we can do is appreciate others acknowledging yourself for your goodness. How often do we write that off like, oh, that doesn't really mean anything. They don't really know. They don't realize what I'm not doing. But to actually take it and say, when someone says, good job, you performed well in that play you just performed in. And instead of saying, oh, well, I wasn't a main character, I can just say, thank you. And just acknowledge that they are appreciating me and really take it in. No matter how I respond to them, I can tell myself, hey, somebody saw what I did and somebody liked it and it was good. And don't worry about if it wasn't exactly what you thought it should be, or even if it was awesome and you think it was awesome and you don't want to be too over the top for yourself, just say, yeah, it was good. It was good. That was a good thing. It doesn't need to have extremes. Just add it to your trophy case. Another thing is to run and not be weary, to do good, but don't run more than you have the strength for. I have worried about the phrase to be anxiously engaged in doing good, but that doesn't mean to be anxious. And to bring to pass much good of your own free will is really a great way to acknowledge your capabilities and your drive and what you've been blessed with, your gifts, 
And to just say, I am doing what I can in the space that is right for me, and that time works perfectly in my favor. What I am doing right now is perfectly right for me right now, and what I am doing in the future is always exactly right for me, and what I've done in the past is always exactly right for me. And the next point of what we can do is understand that some days you need a break, and acknowledge that in yourself. Right now may not be fun, but it will get better. It always gets better. I've heard quite a few people put forth a thought that if you aren't moving forward, by default, you run backwards. And I can't agree with that because I just know that some days are not going to be as good as the rest. And I have a tendency to think, well, if this day is bad, that is just the start of a new bad downturn in my life. But I'm starting to tell myself, acknowledge this day that is not the best. It is just going to get better. And if it doesn't, you're making some bad choices. Or you need to turn to God more, or you need to rely on other people more than just yourself. So I think that if we have a backward moving day, it's okay. It doesn't mean that suddenly we are just going to be always running backwards and that we're choosing evil and darkness. It just means that we had a dip and that's okay. And it's probably going to be better very soon, especially if you acknowledge it. If you acknowledge what is happening and you say, right now is not going good. Instead of trying to push it away and trying to deny it and trying not to feel it, if you just let it in, it actually processes fairly quickly and leaves and you can actually feel when it's gone and you say, oh wow, you know what? I'm doing good now. I'm feeling good. Things are going good and it's going to stay good for a while. And then I like to ask myself a question about those times when I do need a break or when things are going a bit backwards, you know, two steps forward, one step back. What is the purpose of my dark or annoying time right now? In the end, if it is to grow closer to God, then the purpose has been met. It's been a good purpose, no matter if it was light or dark, forward or backward. If the purpose strengthened my relationship with God, it was worth it. And then the last point that I want to make is that sometimes we need to understand an imbalance of pride and self-love. So often when I was growing up, I was so afraid to take pride in something, maybe good grades or a good musical performance or something that I didn't want to come across as haughty or one up. And what I wasn't doing was understanding how to love myself and that pride is an imbalance of love for self and for others. And that when you are able to be more humble that you can love yourself and others and be grateful for everyone's accomplishments, including your own. And understanding that others have ups and downs like yourself and that we can assume the best case. I just assume the best case now, whenever anything happens, someone didn't show up, well, there must have been some sort of a real good reason why they didn't show up when they said that they would. Or whatever it might be, assume the best case and very often you are probably correct. I find that something was what I thought it might be, even though I have a tendency to turn it around to myself and make it mean that I am insufficient somehow. But to assume the best case makes it better for everybody. So a while back, I went to a class called The Art of Mentoring by Kirk Duncan, Three Key Elements. 
and I really enjoyed this class. It was three days of hobnobbing and rubbing shoulders with people very much like myself who are interested in learning and self-development and could spend three days this way. And Kirk Duncan would have us do these exercises that were not always the most comfortable thing. And he would even joke, I know that some of you right now are thinking about getting up and using the restroom instead of doing this activity, but I encourage you to get the most out of your time and your experience right now to do these experiences at this event to make it the best event for you. One of the activities that he had us do was he said, I want you to write down 15 character traits that you either have or you would like to have. So this wasn't too hard for me because I think that there are some things that I acknowledge in myself that are pretty good. It was fairly easy to write down half the list and then the other half I just sort of wished. I thought, well, I wish I was like my old roommate or I wish I was like this girl down the street. And I put down some adjectives that I knew didn't really describe me, but I did it anyway. And then what we were supposed to do, this is the tricky part, is we were supposed to go around to these perfect strangers. There were about 300 people at this event in Salt Lake City, and I didn't know who they were. For the most part, none of us knew who each other was. But he said that we were going to get the vibes from each other just by being in their space to be able to know, is this thing true about this person? Are they really this character trait that they have put down on their paper? And then you were supposed to put a little mark by that character trait if you thought that the other person was that way, this person who you'd never met before. So I would look at a list and it might say smart and beautiful and kind. And I would look at this person, I would think, you know what? I think they probably are a smart person. But then I actually thought, I don't like that someone's going around saying that they think they're beautiful because really, isn't everybody beautiful? Can't we find beauty in everyone? So I wasn't so fond of that descriptor. But I had a list of these 15 things and I started to, to go around and it was kind of a nerve wracking thing to thrust this list into someone else's hands and say, okay, tell me that I am wise and that I am intriguing and that I am a connector, and that I am grateful. Tell me that these things about me are true. It was almost like you were wearing your heart on your sleeve. So I had fun as I went from one person to the other to the other, and they were putting their marks on my page, and then I didn't notice at first, but then someone had written a descriptor of me below my list of 15 words. That kind of caught me off guard. They put the word graceful and then put a little mark by it. And other people started to put marks by it too. My first instinct was, do I have somebody else's page that I wasn't supposed to have? Did I accidentally get someone else's list and they have mine? I better go find them. Then I looked through my words. And I thought, well, no, actually, I do think these are my words, but I'm graceful. Why would people willingly put down that I was graceful and then start putting marks by it? Because the funny thing is, I have not ever considered myself a graceful person. In fact, I took dance classes for eight or 10 years, maybe more, including high school and college. And I just, in the end, just decided I'm lanky and don't flow very well and don't really have a very good stage presence. And so I've never considered myself graceful. Though sometimes I definitely go for the look of graceful, like a very beautiful Thanksgiving table that I think you could call graceful. That is definitely not a descriptor word that I would use for myself. 
So I decided to include that in my final list of seven, eight, nine words that described me, that I was grateful and graceful amongst some of my adjectives that I ended up with in the end. And then you do take the list of the ones that were highest ranked from other people that resonate the most with you. You put that into a sentence. And then that is your power statement that you read morning and night. And you imagine that you are those things perfectly 100% until you become those things. And the mentor who led this group, Kirk Duncan, showed us his list of words that when he first did this activity, he said, I was not these words at all, but other people had assigned them to me. And now I would say that I can claim that I am these words, including motivating leader, which at the time when he took it, he was not at all that motivating leader, but now he is and has done all sorts of these events and is a multimillionaire. So acknowledging yourself, acknowledging about you what you maybe don't want to grasp because of the implications that that might mean taking them on and letting them become you and infusing yourself with those things that you so highly desire, as well as acknowledging the things that you already do that create greatness. And I'm pretty certain that God is not going to say, oh, let's see, you didn't do this and this and this, so I'm sorry, you just don't quite make it. You just don't quite cut it. Sorry. Which leads us into how does self-acknowledgement relate to the potential goddess? Well, the first point that I would like to say is that the adversary would love more than anything to keep us in shame and guilt, that we just aren't doing enough, that we are just not those things that we hope to become to earn the status of goddess. So if you stay in shame and guilt, you are much less of an instrument in God's hands if you can't even get beyond that place where you don't feel like you're quite cutting it. So the goddess journey includes acknowledging what you have done, feeling good about it, owning it, and moving forward. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, 2 Timothy 1.7, God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I think that fear includes the fear of ourselves and what could lead to shame and guilt that we just are not doing it. That we have the fear of having not done quite what we think we need to to be on the goddess track. Secondly, do I still identify with versions of my old self? Is that for the good or for the bad? I know that sometimes as I am moving along here in life, I look to myself a week ago and I think I am so different than I was a week ago. My mind is in such a different place. And then sometimes I will look at some journal entries from when I was 20 years old, you know, decades ago, and I still sound like the same person I was today. And I think, did I even move anywhere? But that was the good version of myself. That was the version of myself that is my true self that stays, that that I maintain in that goodness. But am I progressing despite dips? Am I appreciating my higher self that does do good and does excel? And that's the third thing is recognizing milestones of the higher self while loving God, self, and others more. So the potential goddess increases the levels of love in her life. Now again, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to slip backward and issue a judgment toward somebody or not be very nice to myself. But generally, am I loving God and self and others more? 
That, I would say, is the most important part of the journey of the potential goddess. To be that higher self with increasing levels of love. Knowing that in the end, whatever you have accomplished and whatever you have become is something that you can turn back and wholly embrace and acknowledge that you did it. There's going to be nothing greater than that, to know that you made it. I hope you will join me in awakening one million potential goddesses to their divine destiny by sharing this podcast and information with others you think would benefit. And I hope you continue on this day acknowledging all that good you're doing.